Hello, everyone. Welcome to Campus Safety Voices. I'm Robin Hattersley from Campus Safety Magazine. Community policing is a critical component of college campus law enforcement, and the College of New Jersey has implemented its Community Law Enforcement Affirmative Relations CLEAR unit to foster relations and partnerships with this community. In this interview, I speak with Tim Grant, who is the College of New Jersey's Chief of Campus Police Services, as well as one of this year's Campus Safety Director for your finalists. In this interview, Tim explains what CLEAR is, why it was developed, and the overall results of the school's community policing efforts. So here's my interview with Chief Grant. Enjoy the show. What is the Community Law Enforcement Affirmative Relations CLEAR unit and why did you create it and why did you believe CLEAR was needed? So the acronym CLEAR, which I'm glad you gave out what it meant. So uh, uh, we stole right from the Attorney General's office. It was an act of blatant piracy that we, we took the name, right? But so in New Jersey, the Attorney General's office uh, has some mandatory training and they use the acronym CLEAR. And that's for a lot of its diversity training and it's continuing education, cultural diversity and de-escalation. So there's seven parts to it. It's all law enforcement dealing with different communities, African-American community, Muslim, Asian, Sikh, Latino, LGBT. And we've added to it our own understanding bias, crimes, incidents, and reporting, mental health first aid, the Columbia suicide rating scale, resiliency scale, uh, resiliency training and de-escalation training. So all officers receive those trainings. And why did I create it was a second part of that, right? So the, the reason that the title campus police officer is used and not just police officer is sort of to signify the special relationship between the community and the police. We're the community caregivers on campus. Police officers have a heart for public service. Every applicant that I interview for to be a police officer, when we ask why they wanna be in police work, they all say the same thing, I wanna help people. And I, my answer is you came to the right place, right? Because that's what we do here. So when we ask an applicant, how should people be treated? they all answer the same with respect, with dignity. They're the core qualities of interacting with the community and what we're looking for in an officer and particularly the clear officers who have to do the outreach. So I like to think we go beyond the one and done events. You know, there's, we do tabling exercises, handing out brochures, um, coffee with a cop, I guess, uh, Caffeine goes for both cops and college Everybody students. Who, yeah, yeah, they're nocturnal, the college students. We're going to stop cutting off at the Red Bull, though. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're all good. They're all good programs, but there's a danger, I think, is being perceived as perfunctory and that we're checking a box with, with a tabling exercise. We're in a place in policing now that we need to build enduring relationships. 
And New Jersey has the most diverse population in the country. And on college campuses, there's a growing number of non-traditional students, uh, first-generation students, and we've had a spike in mental health concerns. Our officers have intervened on many mental health crises involving students and some staff. Um, so we've taken on some non-traditional police roles. The officers have been very willing to take on more of a social service role. And no matter what, we can't withdraw from a call. We're out there, right? So uh, we as leaders have to ensure that they're equipped, that they're prepared. You know, simply put, the training increases performance. There's an old saying, we don't rise to the level of a crisis, we fall to the level of our training, right? So our officers work in partnership with the college's mental health services. The county crisis mobile unit uh, will come out and evaluate anybody who's in crisis. Any officers have a relationship with, with them Every officer is expected to be community oriented, right? But we have one clear officer on each squad so that there's somebody that's able to do outreach 24 hours. And we don't dissuade anybody from doing it, but we don't wanna step on each other either um, as far as reaching out and having meetings through Zoom and so forth. Um, we have one officer Desi, who's sort of a one-man show. Sometimes when I get up in the morning, I look at my email and I have another five Zoom meetings I'm attending with Desi that he's, he's scheduled overnight while he's doing the overnight shift. So, of course, that's been one of the benefits of uh, the new Zoom world is the remote access to meetings. Our officers have been meeting you know, from the patrol cars, sometimes even when they're quarantined at home. They'll still go on the meetings uh, with student groups, with other stakeholders, the mental health folks, anti-violence initiatives. Um, so, you know, even a short 15 minute meeting can catch up with different partners on campus and different student groups. So as far as the clear training is concerned, can you go into some details to, as to what kind of training and what, what, the, what the facets of the training involved? Yeah, well, if I can give a couple examples of what, what we do. Um, we have, for instance, with student government, we have a liaison and his name's Andrew. He, he, so he's a student who is in student government as uh, we meet weekly with both the uh, officers and who's ever working the shift at the time and myself, and he brought a great idea to us that we jumped on. And that was, we developed a partnership with uh, the criminology students where we have weekly live presentations from law enforcement officers from agencies across the state and beyond. It's been a great collaboration. Of course, many of the criminology students, they're looking at law enforcement as a possible profession, right? And the classroom provides the theory but this gives them a chance to learn from the practitioners. The presentations are all given over Zoom so that speakers are much more accessible. 
We, our first speaker we had this semester was a crime analyst from California. We had a Capitol Police officer speak, which was very timely, but he happened to be an alum and he really spoke more on his pathway to getting into the, the field. Um, we had a New Jersey State Police officer who uh, spoke about the importance of credibility during interviews. He's an expert interviewer. And upcoming, we have a detective from Jersey City uh, Juvenile Division who melds investigative expertise with a caring approach to her job. So we're very intentional about who we invite and attendance has grown weekly. Even officers from around the county have been joining us because it's not just a, a like a speaker, it's also a training too. They're learning and, and partnering. So we've been really excited about that. And one of our um, really sort of the crown jewel, I think of our campus police uh, community service has been our involvement with a food pantry on campus. So our student population, um, and it's growing across the country, has food insecurities. It's grown each year. And our student affairs office had proposed the idea of a food pantry on campus a few years ago. But the sticking point was just having physical space for it. Nobody wants to give up space. So we at Campus Police had an office space away from our headquarters. It was a small substation. It was really just a little office that sometimes officers would do a report in. But one of our officers proposed that we share the space and put the pantry there. So facilities put shelving in the room and we began taking in the non-perishable food donations that student affairs had collected as before we even had approval for it. And we, we did run into uh, a couple growth pains or obstacles there. Um, first was when we went to pick up food from the food distribution center that sends the food to all food pantries in the campus. We went there with a couple of pickup trucks and people from student affairs, campus police. We loaded up the pickup trucks and the, um, the director of the food distribution center came over and said, who gets the invoice? Well, none of us thought that we were paying for food that was going to a food pantry, <laughs> even though we had met several times. So uh, lesson learned, we uh, student affairs took that one, they dipped into their budget for that, but then we realized we had to find a funding source. We, we took some donations and since then, the Alumni Association has been financially supportive and they've sort of adopted the pantry as one of their causes. So that's been a great partnership that, that worked out. Might've been better to do beforehand, but... Uh, and along the way, there were some critics who thought that campus police simply wasn't the uh, right place to house the food pantry. They thought that students in need might be hesitant to utilize a shop if campus police was involved. And some were you know, pretty vocal about it, but it proved to be just the opposite. And fortunately, because of our strong relationship with student affairs, 
that uh, we overcame the detractors and it's something that has just benefited uh, everyone involved. Because even now, especially during COVID, the demand has gone up and there has been virtually no staffing, no hours. But if somebody needs it, they call campus police and we open it 24 hours a day. And it's really been a great way for our officers to meet students one-on-one -on -one and in such a helpful way, you know. So the we call it the shop, the pantry is called the shop and it's really become a, a symbol of the durability of our relationship with the community and with student affairs. So, so what has been, I mean, obviously this is a great result of, and I don't know if this is so much about clear training, but just about overall campus relations. Mm -hmm. But as, as far as your clear training and also as far as your campus relations um, efforts, what have been some of the results? Well, um, that certainly was one. We also, we formed a partnership with a, an off-campus group called Secondhand Bikes. Um, anybody who's worked on campus has probably seen, it always mystifies me why when students move out, they leave their bikes so often. We have come up with about 50 bikes that are just chained to racks throughout campus. And we take them for safekeeping, but after a year, then we're looking to dispose of them, not throw them away. So Secondhand Bikes was operated by an alum of the college, TCNJ, and it gave an opportunity for us to donate the bikes there. And the way that they run their operation is to um, have those in need come in and fix up the bike. And when they fix it themselves, then they get to keep the bike. So that's been a, a great partnership. And if, if I can, I think, you know, because community policing, and that's really clear is our name for community policing, and everybody has their, um, you know, it's really what you make of it. And I think it just, um, it really pays off dividends when we're in a crisis because those relationships are already formed. You know, there's that old football expression at any given Sunday. It goes back when traditionally football games were played on Sunday. Now they're every six minutes when they come out. It doesn't matter what day. But, you know, it refers to the fact that any team can upset a favorite on any given day. And then police work, it's really any given minute, right, that your whole world might change. So probably the most trying time for campus police is when there's a loss of a student Right? There's just a pall of sorrow that covers the campus. And we symbolize that with, we shroud our badges with black and hang purple bunting at the college entranceways. And police are at the forefront from the, from the very onset. It begins with the investigation of the death, but um, this is where laying the groundwork with relationships for a crisis is gonna come. 
and be rewarded with the collaboration of everybody. So when we have a traumatic event on campus, and I'm using the death of a student as a, an example, we're immediately partnering with, on the legal side, the prosecutor's office and the ME's, the medical examiner's office, but also with the Dean of Students office and uh, the AVP of housing, the communications office on the, the college side. And you know, if you look at protocols, it says all those people need to be notified. Well, for us, it's not so much a, a notification as a call to action because all those people are gonna come to campus police, to our headquarters. It doesn't matter the time of day or night, they're, they're gonna come. And I'm not calling so much the Dean of Students Office and you know, I'm calling by name. I'm calling Jordan and Beth and Dave and Kelly and they're gonna show up uh, and the campus police station becomes the emergency operations center regardless of the crisis. And so in real time, we're breaking down responsibilities. Um, you know, there are, again, there's protocols that are written in advance, but each case is so nuanced that you really have to be working together as a team and in real time for things to run smoothly and that there's no breakdowns. So in a case like that, um, campus police will be make the first notification to family. Uh, the student affairs will be looking at all the contacts of the student. And after the family's notified, they'll be notifying whether they're involved in sports teams and the professors and the deans and so forth uh, before a larger announcement goes out. So we also set up a face-to-face -face meeting with the family usually it's just the parents, but sometimes it's additional family members. And again, we'll meet as a team, meaning the student affairs and uh, campus police, and sort of walk the parents through the, the process that's going. And we're going to ask them if they want a patrol car at the funeral, if they want a officer to stand post at, at the viewing if they're having one. And the answer has always been yes, and they appreciate the custom. You know, they're part of the TCNJ family. And I find no matter how many people represent the college at the, the funeral or the viewing, everyone recognizes the police officer. They see the patch, they see the vehicle out front, they see the officer give a final salute when the casket goes by. And it's meaningful and it carries on. And also I, I believe for the officers, it's uh, participating in the funeral is cathartic. There's sort of a, an emotional need to be there, especially if you're at the, the scene and all the officers feel the same, you know, there, but for the grace of God, you know, they're thrust into a traumatic situation and, sharing with others the rituals of a memorial can be healing to, to everybody. So any measure of solace or degree of comfort we can give the family, we do. And we find that it's palliative both to the family and, and to the officers. 
And I believe this caretaking of the community, the volunteering to go beyond what's in someone's job description actually promotes officer resiliency. So can you tell me maybe some of the lessons you've learned in developing your community-oriented policing program or your clear training program? Well, that there's always more to learn and that many of the ideas that we get, they come from the students, they come from uh, staff that we've already partnered with. You know, the latest one that uh, we haven't had a chance to implement yet is, we all know of National Night Out, that's the first Tuesday in August, but that doesn't really suit the college schedule, right? Because there's no students around. So we'd like to move something forward with that in the fall that sort of mirrors that community uh, coming together on the college campus and, and make it something large scale. Of course, we do the um, you know floor events and so forth for incoming freshmen, but we'd like to have something like that for, for everybody, but particularly the freshmen who come in for the first time and you know they're three months away from being a high school student. So we want to show that we're a resource for them.